Thank you. Thank you so much. Good morning. How's everyone doing? <laughs> I come from a loud church, so can you speak back, please? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Thank you very much. My name is Becky Masikane. Uh, I am married to Z here, and we have two children. Um, I'm joking. Uh, we have 25 children. I knew you were going to judge me for that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you guys read the Bible, but the Bible says, um, it talks about go out there and multiply, you know. <laughs> now we have 25 children for real. Yeah, I still feel that the judgment coming. <laughs> we have two of our own kids, but we are blessed to be working um, at an orphanage called Inganeyami. We were there from day one. And uh, we're still there. And uh, at the moment, we have 23 kids there that call us mom and dad. And it's a, it's a blessing. We stay with them full time. So that is why I'm saying I have 25 kids, because I have 25 kids. So it's a blessing. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Um, Pastor Zolani and Ume and um, the whole team of Sarepta Church, thank you so much for, for the invitation. I know this, this man and the team here, is connected to so many great pastors that I, I wonder why they choose me. <laughs> I wonder why they chose me, but I'm, I'm so honored. It's a privilege for me to be here um, to share the word with you. Um, during worship, um, it doesn't happen often, and I'm not a prophet. I'm just a, a man that loves God. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. He saved me. He, he's made me the man that I am today. But um, uh, during the song, Sissy, I felt... I felt God say this, and I quickly typed it on my phone. I felt, um, I felt God saying he's going to use your voice to touch many, many, many lives. I had a picture of, um, I had a picture of, um, of uh, you know, when you are going to the mountains and you scream and it just goes, the echo? I had a picture of an echo like that, but it was, it was almost like touching people's lives as you were singing. So um, just get ready to be used by God. And so don't, don't, yeah, I just thought I'll, I'll share that with you. Um, take it or shelf it somewhere. <laughs> it will happen though. It's crazy that um, I also felt God saying, I'm proud. I don't know if you, you may be doubting some things or maybe going through some things that I feel like you, there was a moment where you felt like God wasn't proud of you. But I feel God says he's proud of you. He's very proud of you. Okay. All right. So again, I'm, I'm so honored to be here. Uh, usually when I preach, and my introduction takes about 45 minutes. <laughs> then I kind of dissect the word and I take another 45. And then my closing is normally an hour. So are you, do you have three hours for me, church? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be very, very short. When, um, when Zolan was asking me to share the word, and, um, and he told me what you guys were uh, studying or looking into um, as a church, um, it's funny that that day I was reading. Um, then he told me that you guys were, reading, were doing Romans, right? And, um, and then that same day, I was actually reading Romans chapter 6. <laughs> And, uh, and I was enjoying it so much. So I'm going to share. I'm going to share just that. All right. 
before I get into, I get into maybe reading here because we're going to do some reading. Um, before we get into that, I want to, I see some um, elderly people in the house and um, I want to talk to some of the younger people that are in the room. You are so blessed to have people that are mature. You really are blessed. Never take that lightly. You know, the people that are older than you have walked a journey that you haven't walked. So if you are repeating the mistakes that they have made and they're in your circle, it's your fault. <laughs> so go to people that are older than you and, and, um, and, and ask questions. Talk to them. Ask them how they made it. <laughs> how they are making it. How, they, how do they make it? Because, um, you know, we serve, we serve God. We serve Jesus who's given us all the wisdom and that. But God used people. Yeah, God uses people. So they are in the room for a reason. I just thought I'd say that. So use, use that. You, you really are blessed. Romans chapter 6 from verse 1. Um, I did not go to, you know, to the multiracial schools like Zolani Sunday. <laughs> I didn't go there. I went to a school in, in, in Inanda Valley where we were taught English in Zulu. Yeah, it was crazy. Zolani, you know this, you know. <laughs> you know, hey, I, you know, there's 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 teacher in the room, so let me behave, you know. But that, but I went to that school. Before before I read, um, I just want to tell you a little bit that I'm 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 so blessed to be, um, I'm blessed to be called a pastor. Um, it's a it's a privilege. It's something I I take very seriously. Um, we have um, we have a, a growing church. Uh, God is blessed us with souls and people that are coming in and I, I was thinking about about just the goodness of God we see we've seen a lot of people come in um where we are and we have um we've been through pain we've experienced all kinds uh with the people there so we love them we love people that we get to to pass them so I I went to I'm, I'm very involved in people's lives I like to to go into people i always say i don't want to i don't want to be a sunday pastor that rocks up to preach and leave and don't even know how people are doing and things like that so i like to go into people i like to um so i'm into the community into the schools and things like that we go to schools every, maybe three times a week um to do assemblies we and all that so i'm going to tell you a quick story before i read the word here um i i went to a township called dozen hook um, into the township there and there was a group of about five guys amazing guys there they were really really skebengos i don't know you know if if you know what skebengo is but they were really like thugs and and um, they were smoking all kind of things that <laughs> that makes people don't behave well you know what i mean they were they were all they were those those kind of guys everyone knew them they were respected but they were and they were, they, they were leaders, but not great leaders. So I went to, I went to them, and um, you know, as soon as I said I'm a pastor, they started thinking, ah, oh, no, here he comes now. What, what are you going to say to us? You know, one of those things. And I went to these boys, and I said to them, boys, I believe in you. You're great dancers. Community know you. Um, I told them, I don't like, the, I don't like what you're doing. But I like, I like who you are, and I believe that God will use you. And I'm talking about guys that were taking some serious drugs back in, the, in that day. But I started thinking, how can I get them to church? Because um, if, I, if I just say, come to church, they won't come to church. They, they think church is for the, you know, they think church is boring and all that. So I decided to pay them. <laughs> I employed them to come to church. I said, guys, 
what I'm going to do. Every Sunday, all the six of you, I'm going to pay you to come to church. Okay, don't, don't judge me like this, Sarah, church, please. I'm going somewhere. I said, I said to them, I want to pay you to come to church. Why not know that you need some money to smoke <laughs> and do all those things? I'm going to support your smoking, but what you need to do is come to church first. So they came to church. I went and picked them up. They'd come to church. I'd say, sit down. I said, guys, uh, before I pay, I pay you, uh, I want you to sit and listen to the worship and listen to the word. And I know there were great dancers, and in our church, we have great sound system and music. So I said to them, I'm going to give you also an opportunity to dance and, and show church people who you are and all that. But before you dance, I want you to sit down and listen to the way. And I paid them for about, about four months every, every Sunday. I paid them every weekend. I paid them some money, not, not a lot of money, but, but some money to, for them to smoke. All right. <laughs> and um, and um, after four months of doing all this, and I was about to give up because I thought hey, my strategy isn't working. And uh, I preached the word and I said to them, uh, if you feel like, if you feel you're tired of your life and you need help and you need Jesus to help you, I want you to stand. And all about, there's about, there was about eight of them. And all of them just stood up and I thought they were, I, I thought there was something wrong. They stood up and they gave their lives to God. And, um, and we started this journey now with them. And they never looked back. It's been amazing that those guys, some of them have become business people. Some of them have become um, something, some great leaders in the community. Some of them have gone to find work, like real work. Some of them have gone back to support their kids again and to love their family. And um, I want to talk about this one guy on that group. Um, he did, he was amazing. He became one of, he became one of our worship leaders. Um, and, um, and he got married to this beautiful white girl. And, um, and last year, not even last year, yes, last year, late last year, um, he drove to Joburg. And um, before he drove to Joburg, on Wednesday, we met at my house to have some worship and, and connect with my leaders in our home. So it was beautiful to worship. And he sang a song, beautiful song. Um, Christ is my fame foundation. I don't know if you know this song. He sang it. And um, I just felt to love him. So I had some, some money in my pocket. I gave it to him and I gave him a hug. I said, man, I'll see you. I'll see you when you come back. So he drove to Johannesburg that, that same night after that worship session. And on his way back, he was involved in a car accident and he passed away. And, um, and uh, I don't think I've lost my dad. My dad was hijacked and shot and killed. Um, I felt such pain, but I've never, I don't think I felt, we have felt a pain like that. Because I feel like my son was taken away from me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but what I loved is that, uh, what I know is that it is, is, is in a much better place. Even though it happened too quickly, so soon. But uh, I'm so glad that I get to touch lives like that. My encouragement before I get into the, today's message is that, guys, sometimes we don't need to preach so much. Sometimes we don't need to scream and run around. I me tell you something. There's something called love. Love is a powerful thing. Love is a powerful thing. Just love people around you. Love people that don't look like you, that don't dress like you, that don't speak like you. Just love them. Love is an amazing thing. Can I tell you something? That God did not see that, oh, you educated, oh, you're not educated, oh, you, you black, oh, you white. He didn't look at all those things, but the Bible says he loved all of us so much. So love was the thing that, uh, that made Jesus come to the earth. So that we can be saved. I'm so glad I'm saved. I wasn't saved. I grew up in a, in, a, in a community that does not speak about Jesus. Does not speak about the word of God. And I'm so glad I'm saved.
and um, and so many for, from young. A lot of people started calling us mom and dad because because love is a is a powerful thing. Okay, church, I'm encouraging you to just love one another, love Jesus, love people around you. You will see God start to use love to touch to touch lives in the, in the in the way that you've never seen before. Let's go. Let's get into the into the book of Romans. I think I have an, another 15 minutes or so. Well, then, should we keep on sinning from verse 1? I'm just going to read, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the few things that God has laid in my heart. Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were, when, when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by a baptism, by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might, might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. I love that. We are no longer slaves to sin. So, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives to the glory of God. So you, so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. How powerful is that? Do not let sin control the way you live. Um, do not give in to sinful desire. Um, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do that. What is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since, God, uh, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does, uh, does that mean we, have, we, we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you, you, you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey his teaching, teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the, the illustration of slavery to help you understand all things all this previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawless, which led, led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from obligation to do right. Excuse me. Um, and what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end it in eternal doom but now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of god now you do those things that lead to holiness and the results in eternal life 
For wages of sin is death, but the, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So that's the, that's the whole, I, I just thought I'd read the whole thing because I know you weren't reading. <laughs> so I just read for you. Anyway, anyway, I want to talk about, um, I, was, I was preaching in Pinton, at Pinton Boys yesterday, uh, sorry, on Friday. And I was talking about things that normally us church people who don't want to hear about. And I don't know why. And one of those things that we don't really enjoy talking about, we saw, we like talks like, uh, how can we make money fast? How can we grow fast? How can we, we like those kind of talks, you know, they, but um, there's things that, um, that I, I felt God laid my heart to speak about at Pinton Point was working hard, working hard, hard work. God loves hard work. We don't, we hate it, we think, uh, but, but hard work is actually, is actually one of the things, a gift that God has given us. I was talking to the boys and things like that, and I could see it was tense in the room because I was talking about something that they don't really like to hear, and that is working hard. But today, I also want to talk here uh, about something that we don't really like to hear in the church, and that is sin. Sin, um, sin is, is simply missing the mark, you know? Uh, I, was trying, I was trying to shoot there, I went there, so I missed the mark. So sin is missing the mark. But I want to talk to us about what actually sin does. See, one of the things that the sin does to us is that it strips us off the power that God has given us. <laughs> we have the power. The Bible says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But it says those that received him, he gave them power to be called the children of God. Okay, but the, so there's every born again Christ follower has the power in them, in him, in him or her. But, uh, but the, the, the enemy likes to steal that by causing us to live in sin. I'm not talking about tripping and falling. When you trip and you fall and you get up, God does, does you off and you carry on your walk. But I'm talking about where you come to a, a position where you are comfortable in sin. I'm, I'm aware that I'm not going to get a lot of amen today. As soon as, soon as I'm done, I'm driving out here. Zolani, you'll stay behind and fix whatever that needs to be fixed. But sin, sin makes us, um, uh, slows us down too. We are not supposed to be lazy people that do nothing and waiting to die. We have a lot of work to do. If you are still breathing, you're not done. There's work to be done, church. There's work to be done. That is, I weep sometimes. I, I, I cry easy anyway, but, it, but I weep sometimes. God, uh, am I doing enough? Am I, am I touching lives enough? Am I representing you well on the earth? Am I doing, because there's work to be done. There's people that are lost that don't know God. In our family, in our, in our, in our workplaces, in our, in our schools, there is work to be done. So, the enemy does this. He makes us start to enjoy sin because sin will slow us down. I don't know if you know this. I know this because I'm a, I'm a pastor who sins now and then. Can I tell you something? When you feel like you've done something wrong, the last thing you want to do is share is talk about God. Because sin will shut your mouth. Yeah, sin is a terrible thing. What also sin does is that it, 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 it trips you. In other words, it makes you lose focus. If once you start enjoying something that is not that is not from God, that is that, that God hates, you lose focus. 
Okay? You lose focus of your, of your marriage. You lose focus of your, of, your, of your family. You lose focus in your work. You lose focus. You just lose. Sin causes us to lose focus. It's a terrible thing. Sin is also enjoyable. Sin, sin is actually is nice. All right? Sin is not, I've never heard anybody sinning and say, it was, I was just, it was terrible sinning. I was just, I did it, but I was terrible. Most of the time when you sin, you enjoy it. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> All right. Okay. I want to see some real people in this room. I'm sure you've never, I don't know if you've heard pastors talk like this. Can I just talk? Zulani? Is that okay, sir? All right. Okay. And sin is enjoyable. You want, you want to, you, it, it's, it's, it's nice for a very short time. And let me tell you something also. Sin has a bank account. Sin is, has a bank account that is loaded. So sin will pay you back. Sin doesn't, doesn't mind paying you back. What I like about, what I love about sin, I don't love sin, but what I love about it is that, is that it does not fail to pay you. Nah, it doesn't, pay, doesn't fail to pay you. Sin will pay you. <laughs> Sooner or later, sin will pay you. Okay. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. Then I read this whole thing talking about sin. And, and, and uh, actually, no one really know who wrote the book of Romans. So we, uh, Bible scholars, scholars are thinking maybe Paul and, and all that, but whoever wrote this, this was, um, was talking about sin and how we should live our lives as the children of God. And then it goes right to the end in this way. That's what I'm going to try focus on today because I don't want you leaving this place feeling like, ooh, that invited pastor just told us that we sinners, we sinned and all that. Wow, how can we get out? I'm not calling anybody sinner here, but I want you to know that there's something called sin. And what sin does is that it traps you, it puts you down. You can't move forward. You can't see what the plan that God has for you. And God has called us to live a big life. And if I say big life, I'm not talking about uh, a, a rich financially life. Yes, God wants us to do that. But big life is taking people with you, walking with people. And then if you read, if you read the right, I think it's verse, it's verse number 20. Uh, I think verse 23. It says this, for the wages of sin is death. Let me, let me just pause there. Sin even if it's enjoyable or it came with a silver platter or, or whatever, how you received it, how the, the, the main purpose of a sin is to kill you. Don't be deceived. Don't think, ah, whatever. Don't think, ah, people are doing it. I'm, you know, the, the main purpose for the sin is to kill you. It will start by killing your vision. You lose, you lose focus and it will, kill your, it, it will kill your spirit. You'll start to hate going to church. you start being a, a Christian that is judgmental. Ah, ah why, why worship is like this? You, you know, you start to think, criticize, you criticize things that are, you're not fixing, you're not, build, you're not bringing the solution, but you criticize all the time. Sin causes you to be like that. And then eventually, it will, you'll start walking away. You'll start to think that people out there are better than people in the church. And you'll start to walk away from God. And then you'll walk away from, the, from your plan and the people that God has for you. Then eventually, it will kill you physically. Once it's killed you spiritually, 
sooner or later, physically sin will kill. The wages of sin is death. So when you're thinking of doing it or you're in it or whatever, let me tell you something. You must know that <laughs> sin is there to kill you. All right. Okay. And then, but I love this. I love this. But then it says, but. Ooh, I love when God just throw that big but. Uh, did, did that sound right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and went. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The free gift of God. Even though sin has come to cause us to be down and to die, there is a free gift of God. I mean, let me read this. Is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. There is a gift for each and every person in this room. There's a gift, a beautiful gift from God for every person in this room is to have life. God wants to give you life, eternal life. God, eternal life is not something that we, we will experience when we leave this earth. Eternal life and the abundance of God. And that is why if you read, I think it's John 10, 10, he says the thief comes only to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But then he says, but I have come to give you life and life in what? In abundance. Let me tell you something. Those things are not waiting for us in heaven. They are for us right here. You know, my brother, when you were talking about finances and the church that needs, it needs some finances, let me tell you something. God has it. it, it he has it. He's got all that under control because he wants us to walk in abundance. In abundance. Okay, let me, let me, let me just tell you a quick story. When my, when my father was, was killed, he was the only breadwinner at home. The only pe person that brought some food on the table. And then I, I, we watched life change and, and we watched life goes down like this. And uh, to, a point, to a point where we started to eat once a day eat in the morning and i'm talking about eating in the morning i'm not talking about egg and bacon and some breakfast those, those kind of breakfast i'm not even talking about maybe like um, i don't know what do you eat in the morning wheat bakes whatever i don't i'm not talking about the breakfast that you think of i'm talking about the the we will eat in the morning but we'll eat all the leftovers in the morning or or some kind of food that my mom had went to go find and 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 we would eat that once a day if we or we choose to not eat in the morning or to eat in the evening, just because of some skebengos that took out there from us, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But um, but I remember talking to my mom and I said I went to my mom and I said, Mom, we need to make a decision as Christians. If we if we don't forgive the the person or the people that did this to us, we're gonna live like this for the rest of our lives. But if we forgive them according to what the Bible says and choose to forgive them. Because, because, by the way, let me tell you something, guys. Forgiveness, you will never, ever feel like, oh, I'm ready to forgive whoever hurt you. I'm just so ready. I feel happy to forgive. You forg You still don't like them, but you choose to forgive them. Forgiveness is a choice. So I said to my mom, mom, we need to make a decision and a choice to forgive whoever has done this so that God can set us free and, and we can be in a position where God can start to heal us and start to provide for our lives. And we did. And we did. And it was a... It was a one of those things calling your mom and your bro big brothers your, like your, and, and sit them down and said, I really feel that this is what we need to do as a family. Anyway, we did it and we, and we forgave. And I cannot tell you enough, church, and I'm about to close because I'm talking about 
the gift of God. That God has a gift for all, for all of you. Uh, obviously, it took some time, but then I, I got sponsored to go and study, and I went and, and, and I went to, 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 to Bible college, and I went to study and all that. Um, and, and life started to move forward slowly, slowly, um, to a point where, um, and this is not to show off or to try and be like, who's this person who just came to? I, wanna, I want you to know that there's a gift of God. There's a gift for each and every person in this room. Hopefully, it, it encourages somebody. So, um, we got married and we have two kids and we're working at Ingadiam. Like I told you, we stay there. Um, but there was a time where I felt it would be amazing for us to have our own home. But um, I know where I come from. I come from a very low home. You know, if you see homes in, in Stockville or, or, or wherever, where you go, go to do ministry, I come from a home like that too. And, um, and we, we, st- we started just putting a plan to, together, as, uh, me and my wife, and to start building. Let me, tell, let me tell you what God has done. God restored my family first and, uh, and healed our hearts. Uh, if I say healed, we think about the passing of my dad and it still affects us and it's still painful, but uh, we feel like God has healed us, okay? And then, and, then we, and then we started building our own home. Um, so just to give you a picture, and I'm closing with this, just to give you a picture, um, <laughs> we had money just to, 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 to dig the foundation and, and do the, the slab and all that and maybe do the three lines of our of our home and what it what it was while it was maybe this high we ran out of everything ran out of money we ran out of everything and then we started seeing god provide and god reminded me that Peggy, because you were obedient to me a long time ago i'm going to reward you now and then and then god started to bless our lives in, in the most crazy way and long story short we were able to build a house that is cost that we, we paid over a million rand and um, and it, it, it is it is done and we own nothing on that house. God just showed up in the most miraculous way because when you exercise the word of God, it may not be today, but God is faithful. He will come through for you. He will come through for you. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I don't know, the MC can come forward, but I want to say this in, as before I pray that um, whatever you do now, is um, you are sowing not for yourself, but for people that are coming behind you. So, so right, plant so right in your life. And we, talk, we talked about sin and that. I love that sin is not the end. You can go to God today, even now, you can go to God and say, God, I want you to clean me up, wash me clean, and use me again. Because there's still work to be done. So that it's not like this. Now the sin... It, the Bible talks about sin so that we, we, we realize, oh, there's sin and it's there to kill us. But there's a gift. There's a gift of God. Do you hear that? So that's all I wanted to, to encourage you with today. And uh, can we all stand? Can we stand? Lord Jesus, I thank you. Father, I thank you so much for the gift of salvation. I want to talk like David. I want to say thank you for forgiving all my sins, healing all my diseases. God, I thank you for the challenge of, that comes from your word. I pray that your people here at Sarapta will be encouraged by your word today. I pray that they will run and not faint. 
I pray, God, that they will do and take the earth and, and all that they will possess the land and the things that you've given them, Father, they will get hold of it in Jesus' name. I thank you for, the, for their lives. Bless them, God. Use them, Jesus. I pray for each and every person here in this room. I pray for those that are maybe going through a tough time. I pray that they'll be encouraged by the testimony of your provision. I pray, Father, for those that may be feeling their heart that God, you highlighted some things that they need to fix in their lives. Father, give them strength. Continue, Holy Spirit, to speak to them. Help them to overcome. I love you, Jesus, and I cannot do this without you. All of us in this room, we cannot do this without you, so we invite you in our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.